0: night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Sometimes it's the normal, sometimes it's the abnormal, sometimes it's the paranormal. But it's always beyond reality. Welcome to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thank you for joining me. As we start another week here, the chat room is in full swing Chat room is fired up, and they have a good reason to be fired up tonight. We've got Dee Wallace joining us. You know Dee Wallace as an actress. Dee has been in the blockbuster films like E.T., The Howling, Cujo, Critters, The Hills Have Eyes. She's done a lot of horror stuff. Uh, but she's got 250 credits, film and TV, to her name. She is a Hollywood legend. Has worked with many, many great directors and actors, and she comes to us tonight to talk about something very, very different. She's actually also a healer, and she wants to introduce us to conscious creation and how to live a better life. She's got a lot of books on the topic, and she does a weekly call-in internet show. And we're going to be bringing her in and talking about all of this tonight. Plus, she's going to be taking your calls and doing readings for you. Now, anytime we have somebody on the program that does readings, we get very, very busy on the phones. So write down the phone number. And when I open up the phone, line, phone lines, which will be in the second hour of the show, you're going to want to start calling right away. And if the lines are busy, just keep trying. The number is 844 687 7669. If you forget that number, you can go to the website, beyondrealityradio.com, or the Facebook page. It's just Beyond Reality Radio on Facebook, and you'll see the number there. But it's 844 687 7669. Again, Dee Wallace will be talking about conscious creation, how to live a better life, and she'll be doing readings for our listeners. Very, very generous of D, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. I have for a, for a long time. In fact, the way I found out about this is I had her on another program that I host called Scaracon TV. We talk about horror films. And Dee has been in so many that she was an honored guest on that program. And she started talking about this other part of her life, which I didn't even know existed. And I said, Dee, you've got to come on Beyond Reality Radio and talk about this. And she graciously agreed. So looking forward to that. Looking ahead to other programs coming up this week, tomorrow night we've got a couple of guests for you. In the first part of the show, Mike Apicello will be With us, he's a musician and a founding member of the band Human Host. He'll explore the connection between the material world and the metaphysical world with his music and his writing. And in the second part of the show, our second guest, Susan Plunkett, is a writer and a psychologist, and author of a book called Mission from Venus. She'll discuss VT, ETs, Wanderers, Twin Flames, and the Fifth Dimension. Not the band, but the ethereal space. And then on Wednesday night, Star Cassis will be here. Star is a conjure woman and the author of Divination Conjure Style, her new book, which explores reading cards, throwing bones, and other forms of household fortune telling. So great week of programs coming up for you here on Beyond Reality Radio. Anybody else see this story in the news? I I just find it funny, and, and, and so I want to bring it. There's nothing earth-shattering. But particularly this time of year, um, authorities have found the – uh, owners of a camel, a cow, and a donkey that were spotted roaming together along a Kansas road. And uh, it reminds you of a nativity scene. I mean, I can understand a donkey and a cow kind of getting loose and, and wandering away looking for food or whatever they're looking for, but a camel as well. So there's a picture uh, that's circulating on uh, Facebook and other places from U.S. News and World Report, World Report of this donkey, this cow, and this Camel that are just wandering along a roadside, looking for food and seemingly enjoying each other. What's that movie with all the animals? Maybe it's just dogs. Maybe it's dogs and cats. They kind of travel cross country. What's that? What's that film called? See, this is when I need uh, Dee Wallace on because I'm sure she would be able to tell us what the name of that show or that that movie was. But anyway, uh, they found the owners of of this trio: camel, a cow, and a donkey. Um, and they, they're they all safe, but it sure is reminiscent of a Christmas nativity scene. It's very funny. Maybe Slick Eddie can find uh, the photo of this and put it up on our Facebook page. Is it Homeward Bound? I think our, our chat room might have it right. Homeward Bound? That might be it. I haven't seen it. I just know it exists. Uh, so that's a that's a pretty cool, kind of a heart, heart-lifting story there to see these three animals traveling together. Uh, well, let's see. What else do we have going on? I do want you to uh, go to the YouTube channel. And subscribe to it. It's going to be. A, we're going to be putting up a lot of new and bonus content. There's no charge to subscribe. It's free. But if you're not a subscriber, you won't be alerted to the fact the content is there. In addition to the show that we stream live every night, it will also provide you with some bonus content, some um, some other access, and more. Just go to YouTube and search for Jv Johnson. You'll find it and uh, subscribe hit the notification icon that so you'll be alerted when we have new content or we go uh, live to stream and uh, you'll be part of our community there plus that's where the facebook or not the facebook the uh, chat room is facebook is completely different like us there as well though beyond reality radio on facebook and look for me jvj paranormal on facebook as well uh let's see anything else we have to cover slick do i have anything else Yeah. No, I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. We'll go to break. When we come back, we'll bring in our guest again. Very excited tonight to be uh, hosting Dee Wallace. We'll be talking about several of her books, including Conscious Creation. She'll also be taking your phone calls for readings later in the program. Did you know that online retailers like Amazon have constant deals that can save you money on the things you buy every day? It's no joke. Save 40%, 50%, even 80% on great products, and all you have to do is know about them. Noodle Shark is the way to be alerted when something good is coming your way. Noodle Shark is the social media page that lists great deals that not only save you money, but give you the deals before anyone else has them. All you have to do is find Noodle Shark on Facebook. Search it as The Noodle Shark. That's The Noodle Shark, because you deserve to save too. Become a Shark and save. Welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Please swing by Facebook and find my page. Go to JVJ Paranormal. Give it a follow or a like. Whatever you do on Facebook, I'm not even sure. Just be part of our group so you know what's going on. We have a really, really exciting show for you tonight. been looking forward to this one for a long time. Dee Wallace, actor, author, healer, uh, is joining us tonight. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, conscious creation, plus a lot of her other work. This is stuff that I didn't, wasn't even aware that Dee did, and um, I'm, I'm excited to explore this part of Dee's world. Dee, welcome to Beyond Reality Radio. It's a real honor to have you here tonight.
1: Well, it's great to be with you, baby cake.
0: <laughs> so you and I um, go a ways back, uh, but it's always been because of our connection to horror films, and of course I uh, put on the event ScareCon, and that's how we met, and I didn't even realize you had this whole other thing going on in your life. How long has this been part of your life?
1: Oh, gosh, I've been doing the healing work for over 30 years now. Wow. So- uh, and a lot of people don't know um, that side of my life, but it's, um, it's definitely a, a really, really big part of my life. I have clients all over the world now.
0: Well, I can tell it is because you've got several books uh, relating to this work. You offer many, many different services and consultations and um, videos and all sorts of, of stuff revolving around this part of your path. Um, what started you down that particular road 30 years or so ago?
1: Well, you know, even when I was little, um, We call, you know, when kids are little, you just think it's their imagination. But I was channeling even back then. I um, would get messages, for example, like I woke up one night and I went in and woke my mom up and told her that something was wrong at my grandma's house. And she got up, it was like 2 or 3 in the morning, and we called grandma and nobody answered. And God bless my mom. She didn't laugh at me. We got in the car, and we drove over to Grandma's, and the cat had gotten up on the stove and turned all the gas on, and so I, you know, I got messages, but you just always chalk it up to, you know, happenstance or luck or whatever, and so I I put it away for a long time um, when I entered high school, and really up until i i met my husband of 18 years christopher stone and he was involved in this philosophy called conceptology which was really the precursor for the secret and all of them was written channeled in like the the 30s and we would drive down to anaheim a couple of times a month to study this philosophy and um Little by little, it started opening up for me, but it really took hold for me again when Christopher died, and I kind of dropped to my knees, and I said, look, I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be pissed off the rest of my life. I want a way we can heal ourselves, and, you know, ask, and you receive, and within 30 seconds, I got my first message which was use the light within you to heal yourself. Well, you know, I sort of kind of knew what that meant. Uh, anybody that studies any kind of philosophy or spirituality is, you know, knows we're all light and everything's created from light, and light is lowered down into manifestation. But I got to tell you, I'm still learning everything about what that means and how to apply it and how to use it and um so that that's r- really was kind of the second <laughs> the second coming of my channeling um is when is after Christopher passed
0: when you experienced that which is nothing short of than a tragedy and you asked for some type of guidance or you as you put it you fell to your knees and within seconds you said you had your first message where do you think in retrospect the message was coming from. Was it something divine?
1: Well, yeah, I think that's what God is. My definition of God is all thought and all possibility. And all thought and all possibilities open is open to all of us. The information is open to all of us, but like the good book says, you got to ask, and then you receive. Most people are sitting around in their hoo haws waiting to receive, and and then they ask. Why not, if they don't? You you have to know what you want, you have to demand what you want, and then the universe can answer you. Um, But to to really know the art of creation, you have to move back into the self-love, self-appreciation of the creator that you are, that you're meant to be.
0: When we talk about the light uh you say you're talking about the light from within um would that be similar to saying um is that is that a uh, a soul a part of your soul is it is it something that uh, that is innate to every one of us that we should be drawing from
1: well yeah but i think it it's, it expands much more out from your soul it's all that is everything is light and and this is science by the way um, we all learned this in grade school. Everything's light, and then light is lowered into manifestation by uh, your choices and what you focus on so once you you learn that you get to choose whatever it is, you get to choose your belief systems, you get to choose your reactions, you get to choose your perceptions. Then you really can consciously start creating the life you want. So everything is the light. What are you going to do with the light? Is the question.
0: When you're faced with adversity, and I don't mean you specifically, I mean anybody. Um... Do you need some type of training or do you need to have some guidance? Obviously you do both of those things and which is which is a great resource for people. But are these things things that people can draw on with with without instruction or do they need to be taught how to do it?
1: Um I think both. It depends on who you are. I can tell you the simplest the simplest Guidance you can get is always go back to love. Um, If you go back to love, you can create anything. Love is the strongest force on this earth. We kind of blow it away by this romantic nature and, oh, it just happens if you're lucky and all that stuff. But love is actually the creative force of the world. So, um, it's a choice, again, and most of us don't want to choose when we lose somebody or we're used or we're abused or we're abandoned. We don't want to choose to go back to love. It's an oxymoron to our brains. We go, well, wait a minute. I need to be pissed off about this. I need to be angry. I need to be a victim. Um, I need to blame somebody. And that's never, ever going to get you the life that you want, ever.
0: How does this experience, uh, when, when you lost your husband and you recognize much of what you're talking about now, relate to the fact that you had some sensitivities that you recognized as even a child, and uh, those sensitivities, obviously, you grew up with? Are they connected, they do you, or they just happen to be uh, coexisting?
1: I again I think both. I think they're connected. They're always coexisting for all of us. Um but you know we're it's ingrained in us that there's good and bad, uh good and evil, right and wrong and uh, I don't think the universe looks at it that way. I know it doesn't. It just The universe looks at everything as energy. Everything's energy. And energy is just energy until we give it some kind of a direction. Um, Hitler, for example, took energy and directed it toward what we call evil. Christ took energy and directed it toward what we call good and love. Um, And yet the universe looks at it as an experience of the, the different directions energy can take and our study in it as, as personal beings, what do we want to do with it? What, how do we want to direct our energy? How do we want to express the light and, therefore, our lives and the creation of us?
0: Through our choice. Our guest tonight, Dee Wallace. You know her from films such as E.T., Cujo, The Howling. Howling, 250 or so credits, television and film credits. And tonight we're talking about another part of Dee Wallace's work. Uh, She's got several books to her credit, including Conscious Creation, Bright Light, Wake Up Now, many others. You can see all that work at her website, imdwallace.com. We'll also be taking your phone calls for readings. Dee, what kind of readings are we going to do tonight?
1: Well, I'd love to do some. Basically, um, if anybody wants to talk to the channel, they just call in and ask any question about any subject you want to know about. I want to be clear that I'm not a psychic. Um, I will receive information that will guide you as to what your block is, why you want something and don't seem to be able to create it, or what you need to bring into alignment uh, in order to create it stuff like that
0: all right and it's we'll, uh, pretty
1: mind-blowing
0: and we'll do that in the second hour of the show again eight four four six eight seven seven six six nine is the number i want to talk a little bit more about the experiences you had as a child as you were getting these messages and having these uh, sensitivities did you at any point uh be, be become frightened by any of this i mean that's a lot for a child to handle in particular
1: uh, I didn't and um I don't think kids do. Actually, I don't think adults do when it's actually real. Um and what what I mean by that is you know god knows we all know how many horror films I've done, right? <laughs> um when it's when it's pretend when it's your imagination when it's your fear Uh, you get really frightened. But when it's real, there's some kind of detachment. See, the best word I can come up with. um, When I was, uh, my father committed suicide when I was a senior in high school. And I was, my room at the time, we were living with my grandparents, and my room was at the top of the stairs, and it was the sunroom, so it was bordered by three walls of windows and um, I would always sleep on my right side, facing a mirror that was across the room and One night, I was awakened by this light, and I went, "'Oh, I must have not put the shades down and I turned around to put the shade down, and all the shades were down and I'm going, well, where the heck is the light coming from? And I laid back down and looked at the mirror, and the light left the mirror and kind of hovered in the middle of the room. And I I knew it was my dad. It didn't scare me. Um, I just knew it was my dad's energy. And what I heard, and I'm not saying I hear, I heard him like you're hearing me, but I heard the message, it's not your fault. You couldn't have helped me. Um, I want you to go live your life and be happy and go create. That's what you like to do. And then it, the light moved back into the mirror and then it disappeared. And not at any time during that was I ever afraid. I actually felt a really warm feeling like love um, with that light. So I, I think being afraid is more a movie idea than the reality of what really happens.
0: You talk about the importance of, I think, the ages from like four to seven in a person's life. Yeah. What is so important about those ages or that, that span of time in a child's life? And uh, what are we doing wrong?
1: <clears throat> well, <laughs> you got an hour for that question. <laughs> um, they've proven scientifically that how we see ourselves, our self-esteem, our worth in the world how we see ourselves and how we think other people see us and how we see the world is pretty much complete in your brain by the time you're seven years old. So self-esteem and self-worth and a lot of love is paramount in a child's life if they're going to look at the world as a healthy, loving place that they belong in, basically. And it really starts from conception on. Even in the womb, uh, you don't have language, but kids, like animals, read energy really well, and they pick up energy uh, incredibly accurately. So um, if... Uh, they are not loved if they don't feel safe, if they are um, abused, well, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, if they're told they're stupid, all that stuff, you know, or a teacher does that to them, or if any really severe teaching goes down or modeling goes down before they're seven years old, it's going to kind of run their life. I actually have a great TED Talk on YouTube that I would invite everybody to listen to. And it it's really a 19-minute talk about how our little children are running our adult lives. And I can tell all your listeners that if, they keep hearing themselves say, gosh, I I want this, but I just can't seem to. And, you know, I, I think I'm doing all the right stuff, but I'm still not getting blah, blah, blah. And I can't seem to make myself do what I need to do. All of that's your little child stuff, all of it. So go back and look at your childhood from the seven years back to conception. What was happening? In your life, um, what were you taught? What were you watching your parents model to you? Uh, school and church, also big places that we can really get screwed up. Um, and you will you will see the walls that you're hitting because your adult. Brain is going, yes, I want this. But the little child in you is going, oh my God, no. You know what happens if we do that, if we go for that, if we want that, if we believe that. You know, they're scared to death to let us move into our power because they were taught not to be powerful. When, the, you know, babies come in as, hi, I'm the center of the world, everybody take care of me. By two or three, We've been socialized into giving ourselves up.
0: Does that mean we've taught ourselves, or we've been taught, maybe is the better way to put it, uh, to limit our potential?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been socialized into lesser beings. It's not okay for kids to be powerful. You know, you're supposed to sit down, shut up, and... (laughs) Children are supposed to be seen and not heard, and blah, blah, blah. There's 5,000, you know, messages we could probably go into. You know, I'll tell you one of mine that I talk about in my TED Talks is they're the rich people, but we're the good people. Well, so, you know, cut to D at 30, starring in the biggest blockbuster of all time, and wondering why she's pulling back and, you know, don't make too much money because then you'll be one of them and you won't be one of the good people. And if you're not aware that that is all playing out in your subconscious, then your mind will come up with all kinds of reasons to keep you from moving forward to make money.
0: I was going to ask you about your experiences in Hollywood and how it seems to me, as an outsider looking in, that some of these things we're talking about tonight might be very foreign to a Hollywood culture. Did you find that?
1: I think it's for, foreign to human culture. Okay. Um, uh, you know, businessmen aren't any different than actors. I used to be a school teacher. I had as much crap going on when I was a school teacher as I do as an actress, you know. Um, I'm just much, much more aware now because I've learned the principles and really spend 24-7 being in touch with me and what I want and what my heart feels. Instead of going to my mind, you're never going to get the answer if you go to your mind. You've got to go to your heart. And then you go to your brain and say, okay, this is what makes me feel good. Show me how to do this now.
0: What does it mean when you say love yourself beyond anyone or anything else? Does that mean put yourself ahead of everyone? Or does yep. it mean, okay, tell to explain yes, that to me.
1: Absolutely. Not in an egotistical way, in um, a powerful love way, because <clears throat> You know, who do you want to give everything to? The people you love. I would do anything for my daughter. I would give her anything. And we always put us at the end of that line. Because, again, we were taught to become less instead of the powerful beings that we came in to be. And... Until we truly love ourselves, the pure, powerful, creative self that we came in as, until we unconditionally love that energy that we are, we will limit our creation to some extent. It's like whenever you get on the airplane, put your own mask on first, right? Right. Because if you don't feed yourself, if you don't nourish yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't appreciate and honor yourself, then that limits how much you can give of those things to anybody and everybody else.
0: D, you've got several books to your credit. Tonight, we were going to talk primarily about Conscious Creation. Tell us about the title of that one.
1: Well, you know, we're all creating, guys, 24-7. You're creating by breathing, by thinking, by feeling. You know, the the challenge is to be conscious about what you're creating, and ergo the name, conscious creation. And that book, uh, everything in that book is channeled information uh, around the creation process. Very, very different from bright light. Bright light is kind of a biography, really, told through all the um, big films I've done and the big directors that I've worked with and the spiritual lessons I've learned along the way and how I've learned to apply them to my life.
0: With the books that you've written, uh, do you have a recommendation for people if they're not familiar with your work? Should they start with anyone in particular or is uh, starting with any of them fair game?
1: Well, gosh, they're all so different. If you if you are on a serious spiritual path and you just want to get into a good book that's simple enough to understand, um, I would go to Conscious Creation. If you follow me as an actor and um, you want to hear about all the directors and movies I've done, and are open to learn the the spiritual lessons along the way. i go to Bright Light, um, but all my books, all my books are are very very different in in tone.
0: When you started as an actress, were you looking for um, success? For yourself, or did you were you looking for fame or what what was the your ultimate goal uh, when you decided to follow that path uh,
1: that that's an interesting question. I'm not sure I was conscious enough to really, <laughs> really know that, but I know I wanted to act, and um, I've always known that whatever I did I wanted to do it in the biggest way that I could do it. I started out, actually, as a ballet dancer in oh, the Midwest wow. and did some solos with a couple of companies in the Midwest, but I was a you know big fish in a little pond. I was never, ever going to go any further than that, and... And uh, actually, the prima ballerina from Germany, Ermgard Altwater that I studied with, took me aside and told me as much. She said, if you want to be great, go find something else. So I went to the next thing I knew, um, which was acting. I'd been acting since I was a little girl. Um, My mom was a beautiful actress in community theater in Kansas City. Uh, I pretty much learned everything I learned early on from her. Um, That's how I got into Uta Hagen's class, uh, by using what my mother had always taught me. And you have to understand, we were really, really poor when I was little. So my mom worked as a secretary, and she would barter... um, working for Irmgard, uh, doing bookkeeping and writing newsletters and stuff for the dance studio in exchange for me getting my lessons. And she did the same thing with um, a woman in Kansas City that taught what we called back then elocution lessons, right? How to speak properly and enunciate your words properly but she also taught us how to do humorous and dramatic readings now readings are what we call these days monologues and so i would go around to the mayor the mayor's party and the music clubs and and perform and do these readings so i was kind of um groomed early on to model and, and go out and do this to help raise money for my family. Right. Um. So it was just kind of a natural progression for me to go into that. I mean, I graduated with a teaching degree with a minor in uh, journalism and psychology from the University of Kansas. I taught a year of high school. And I thought, you know, if I don't get out of here, I ain't ever going to get out of here. Well,
0: you found you found your path. We have to go to break. We'll be right back. More with D Wallace ahead. When you get a chance, please visit us on Facebook and also YouTube. Search for Jv Johnson in both places. Like and follow. Do whatever you have to do. Again, we're talking with D Wallace tonight, and D is going to be doing readings for you. And the phone number is eight four four six eight seven seven six six nine. If you'd like to call and either ask a question or get a reading from D. We're excited about this. D, in all of this that we're talking about here, is it true to say that uh, we are um, too afraid of failure, therefore we don't try some things that maybe we should be trying?
1: I think we're either too afraid of failure or too afraid of success. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know that famous quote, and I'm going to butcher it to death here, but it's it's not our smallness. It's our greatness that we're most frightened of. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, we've been taught since we've understood anything to make ourselves smaller, uh, to be accepted, to be loved, um, to be even acknowledged, right? And a lot of us actually when we were smaller, acted out as a way to be acknowledged. Right. Um, and what do you do when your power is squelched and pushed down and you're not seen and you're not heard? You You act out in order for you to exercise some kind of the power that you have. I think it's more about breaking through all of the limited um, messages we've gotten. And usually for most of us, breaking through looks like a bull in a china shop, you know, because we have to break through all of those messages that we were taught to keep ourselves smaller.
0: When we start taking calls for readings, do you need anything particular from the folks that will be on the phone?
1: No, just, hi, my name is, they can just give their first name, and I want to know, blah, blah, blah. That's all I need.
0: All right, well, let's start with Bill from Tallahassee, Florida. Hey, Bill, welcome to the program. You're on with D. Wallace.
2: Oh, hi, hey, Bill. Dee. Hello, Dee. Thank you for uh, talking with me.
1: Of course. What can I do for you? What can I answer for you?
2: Well, I, I was wondering if you could uh, uh, help with my, uh, telling me about my health.
1: I can. Uh, my channel can. I need to state for legal reasons I am not a doctor. I am reading uh, energetic messages here. But what specifically do you want to know about your health, Bill?
2: Uh, will it
1: improve? Well, that's largely up to you. Um, I Let me tell you... Okay, a whole bunch of stuff is coming in now, so um i'm when you were young
2: did you was she ill uh, uh, who are you referring to your mother oh uh, no uh, she was a pretty healthy person.
1: Okay, well, hold on then. This is in a past life. This is a past life thing then that you're bringing in. It's a belief and I'm, hold on, I'm going to go to my sheets here because I have a bunch of core beliefs. This page here, 25, 26. Okay, so this is the biggest thing in your way of creating uh, the balance of health and wellness you don't know that you and your creative force literally create the state of health for you you're waiting for the doctors you're waiting for God you're waiting for the universe you're waiting for your body to to do something but you're not being involved in it and you got to get more involved. Again, have you been with us since the beginning of the show? Oh
2: uh, yeah, uh, no, I've been off and on.
1: Okay, so I want to remind you what you learned in fifth grade science. Everything's energy. Energy has to follow direction. It will follow direction consciously or unconsciously. So for example, guys, if you sit and watch one hour of TV, you can get up to 50 messages in one hour about what disease is likely to hit you and what medication to take and all the horrible side effects that come along with it while you are watching loving, happy families with kids and dogs laughing and having a good time. And what that says to your brain, your brain goes, oh, I get it. Sickness equals happiness. And if you're not conscious of that, you start buying into it and literally creating it in your body. So what I want you to do, if you so choose to become involved with creating your health now is start saying, I am healthy. I am feeling great. My body is in beautiful balance of health and wellness. I love feeling good, and that's good for me. Really start literally claiming, directing your energy Toward what you want, which is a healthy body. The, the biggest thing that's in our way of creating health, guys, is A, like Bill, we don't think we're responsible for it, and B, when we do get some kind of sickness, the first thing we want to do is fix it and worry about it. And, again, this is brain science. Whatever you hold your focus on, you are going to create more of. So the more you worry and focus on the illness, the more you feed it. Now, that's not saying you don't have to take the physical steps to address whatever it is. But while you're doing that, you are telling your body, you are in the state of health and wellness. Yes, it's an oxymoron to our minds and it opens up the flow of health and wellness for you. Do you understand, Bill?
2: I do, and I think it's good advice and I will uh, I will try to be more positive in the way I think. Good. And feel, by the way, because the
1: universe really responds to feeling. The more you can feel joy and love, joy and love, joy and love, and this goes for anything anybody wants to create. The more you feel joy and love around it, the more you'll create it Bill, okay, th-
0: yeah Bill, thank you for the phone call. um is this a little bit of uh, mind over matter as well d are we talking about unleashing our uh I don't know what we call it, uh, our emotional power and and, and and our mind over matter in some of these instances. Because I know, personally, if I wake up and I don't feel so great on a given day, I almost put myself into a, uh, a, a vicious circle where I'm, I don't feel well, therefore I don't do anything, therefore I don't feel well, therefore yeah. I don't do anything.
1: Yeah, because you're not choosing what you want. Right. You see? And people think they have to accept that. You don't have to accept... Anything – well, let me rephrase that. They're correcting me. You have to accept everything while you are directing it toward what you want it to be. So I I prefer the the words mind to matter instead of mind over matter.
0: All right, let's try to let's try to grab one more call here before we have to go to break. We've got a whole bank of phone lines with people that want to talk to you, D. This is Great. this is Susan from Kansas City. Hey, Susan, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Thanks for calling.
1: Hello. You know, I'm from Kansas City, woman. How are you?
3: Oh, I'm fine, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, all my life. Graduated wow. from Wyandotte and KU and. What, what question can I answer for you, Susan? Well, it's kind of a, it's, what you just said was a lot of it, but um, I was curious. I have a granddaughter whom, when my mother died, she kind of went into depression, and she's very ill as far as her whole body goes. I mean, she's just always got something going on, you know, and can't seem. She goes to the doctor, but she can't seem to get well. I, I can try, you know, to get her to do The advice she just gave. Okay, I I I have an answer for you. Literally, and again, this is a past life thing that she's dealing with. In a past life, or many past lives, they're saying she literally made the decision that she had to be sick in order to stay well. Now, there's a mind screw for you, (laughs) but she learned that if she didn't have something wrong with her, she wasn't going to be able to stay well. And so this is literally the way she is is staying well in her life is by being sick. Now, I know that is a hard one to wrap your mind around, but a lot of kids, when they're little, for example, if they don't give enough att- get enough attention, they'll get sick. They'll literally make themselves sick so that they can get the attention and love that they want. So yeah. Yeah. the more you can um, – can she hear it? Yeah, she can hear it. The more you can say to her, baby, you know, you don't have to be sick to be well. You can just choose to be well. Let's just choose to be well all the time. She, yeah. She's able to hear that, and you will help remind her that she has the power to do that. Then, do you understand? She's, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm finished. Do you understand? Yes, yes. But well, she's 22 now, and she works hospice, and she's very good at that. Good with the people. Well, but I was just uh, that yeah. doesn't surprise me because they've you know they've already decided they're not going to live so yeah. that's a comfortable world for her because she doesn't mm, sickness doesn't equate staying alive and being healthy oh. anymore when she's doing hospice work so that's where her peacefulness is but the rest of her life, she's she's got to start knowing and directing herself to choose health and wellness all the time as a statement of health and wellness.
0: Susan, thank you so much for the phone call from Kansas City. Uh, let's see, this is David. David's in Raytown, Missouri. Hey, David, welcome to
2: the show. Well, Hi, David. We're I to
1: answer for Greetings.
2: you. Greetings to you, fun people, and uh, uh, Dee, you know, Raytown is right next door to Kansas City. Oh,
1: yes, I do, honey. I sure do. Yeah.
2: Bless your heart. Okay, uh, just real quick. I am semi-retired, and um, I, I do two part-time jobs, and I've, I've got a lot of things that I I want to continue to do. I want to do that are meaningful, you know, in my golden years. So I'm I'm You know, I'm, I'd like you to, if you can... Um, How do I decide what it is that I really want to focus on so that I I, I utilize my time as best uh, as possible?
1: Okay. There's two things in your way. Uh, One of them, there's a little bit of subconscious stuff about age going on. You know, age is just a state of mind. If you've left your dreams behind, then you're old, baby. So. Don't buy in to all this age stuff. You know we've got gymnastics and scientists and everybody else working into their nineties because they mm-hmm. don't buy into all the belief of the age stuff. So that's number one. It's very subconscious. You don't even know what's going on, but you do now. So don't buy into it. Number two, there's also a belief you can't do it all. And I want to ask you, who said that in your life?
2: Well, nobody's really has really said that uh, to me. Uh, if anybody, yeah, somebody life. somebody
1: said it or modeled it to you or inferred it to you that you know you kind of need to make a choice so that you're safe, so that you can focus on it, and I'm the channel is saying to you. Go do everything that makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy, pass it by. David, that part of your life's gone. You don't have to do what doesn't make you happy.
0: David, hold so on. Sit
1: down. Get out of your head. Get into your heart, and really go. Okay, what rocks my boat? I'm going there. Uh, turn it around into the positive. And the the last message is. They just really, really do want you to retire
2: and start doing what you love to do. Well, what I really like to do is uh, is write. I've uh, got a couple books I'm working on. I've uh, written a play that won a uh, national playwriting competition. Oh, I've been in the media business for over 35 years, television, radio, and newspaper, and it won eight Associated Press writing Awards. so that's really where you know I, I believe I want I want to focus. You think? What do you think on that?
1: I get a big yes, a big yes. So really, go just play and have a good time.
0: Sounds like you love that, David. So there's, that's yeah. certainly what you should you should pursue. Thank you for the phone call. Let's go to Tina. Tina's in Wichita, Kansas. Hey, Tina, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Hi baby. I lived in Wichita too. <laughs> wow. That's great. What can mind? we do
3: for you tonight? Well, I I'm not really sure that I have so much of a direct question. Just I I just feel like I'm I'm stuck and and I keep running into these walls and um
1: all right. Well, let me let me uh, let me tell you why you're running into the walls. There's one major thing. And it's a belief um, because, guys, you have to understand that when you have a belief, um, it's a direction to your energy, and you must manifest the experience of that belief in your life, whether you know you have it or not. So, hang on, going to a different page here. Fine. Yeah, and I can hear this even in your voice, baby cakes. I don't think I have enough energy to do this.
3: <clears throat>
1: Does that resonate with you? Like you're always you're tired. tired, you're tired of trying. Uh,
3: Very much so.
1: Energy. Yeah. So, what I want you to know, my beautiful person, is that's all there is, is energy. So your energy, you know, if you are energy, you have to have enough energy. But if you keep saying, I'm so tired, I just don't have the energy, you are literally going to create that expression for yourself in your life. So what I want you to do every morning when you wake up is go today, I am energy, and I have energy, and I love all the energy I have. Today, I want to experience that and start training your brain to focus on what you want, which is being filled with energy. So that you you have enough energy energy to literally create yourself,
3: baby.
0: Tina, did you okay. want to add something there?
3: I just—I'm not so sure that it's so much physical energy as emotional. Um, I think
0: it's—it's probably both. Right? I just feel, it's feel probably like all I keep running above.
3: into a wall all the time, over and over the same. Well, yeah. you're going to run into
1: a wall if you keep saying you don't have enough energy to walk around
0: it. So. And it's, it's
1: a it's an easy concept and the hardest thing I teach is that if you want to change your life you have to start telling yourself a different story about yourself. And then your body and your emotions um can respond to the new story instead of the old story of I don't have enough energy. When I say it's physical, I get a no. Um, Basically, guys, anything in our lives that shows up as physical starts as spiritual first. And when, again, like I was talking to Bill, when you really know that you are the power that creates your life through what you choose to think and feel, and how you choose to keep focused on that, then your power um, can really be activated for you, and you're not going to be so tired, baby. You're not going to keep running into the walls. But you've got to change the way you think about you in regards to you being the creator of your life.
0: And it's all all related, Tina. Thank you for the phone call. Let's go to Len. Len is in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Len, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Len. Hey, how are you?
2: Hey, Good. D, how what are you? can I do for you? Uh, I just had some recent contact with a ex significant other, and I'm just curious as to whether there's any uh, future there.
1: Well, again, guys, <clears throat> I'm not a psychic. But I can tell you, right now, when I say you're in alignment with creating a relationship with this person, I get a no. Okay. So, um, you don't want to go back there, they're saying. Uh, And guys, you know, we can't create anything new while we're saying, I don't want the old stuff. Uh, That's the biggest challenge in relationships is that people go, Well, I I don't want any kind of relationship like I had with that other stupid guy or girl. Right. <laughs> right. I don't want right. I don't want the kind of relationship that my parents had. I don't want to be hurt again. And you're never going to create the relationship you want while you're saying what you don't want. Right? Right. Right. So um the biggest thing for you to get in to alignment. Hold on, sheets book song. Give me a movie. Any movie that pops into your little bean brain?
2: Godfather.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, that's
1: perfect. Um, you don't want to be controlled,
2: dude. Uh-huh. So is
1: she? Con- is she controlling?
2: Ne- no, never was. Hmm.
1: Well, hold on then. Hold on. Do we both want the highest answer? Over anybody's for 20,
2: twenty-five years. We we've both had different lives.
1: Well, they're not. Le- I, you know, I never know. I've never known my channel to be wrong. Um, am I understanding the message in the highest way? Yeah. So, what relationship in your why in your life? Did you see the woman control the man?
2: Uh, probably my first wife, maybe.
1: Yeah, I get a yes on that. So part of you is going, never going to go back there, don't want that again, don't want that kind of relationship. So quit focusing on what you don't want and focus on what you do want. And what I tell everybody about relationships is list out – a list of everything you want in that other person, everything, like health, sexual, um, enough money, everything you want in them, and then go, wow, do I match everything on that list? And when you match everything on that list, you'll attract somebody equally in alignment with that relationship.
0: Thanks. You understand. Oh, you got that, Len? Yeah, terrific. Thank you for Great. the phone call. We got. We've got to move on. We're going to run out of time here. Thank you for calling from Buffalo. Let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca's in Florida. Hi, Rebecca.
3: Hi. Hi, honey. Hey, so I have to disagree with you a little bit, there, Dee, only because I grew up with a mother calling me stupid and putting me down every day, and my brother calling me ugly. I don't know how I got past all that, but I put myself through four years of college and. Um, I'm pretty successful. I have what I have, you know. I'm pretty happy, and somehow Good. another I I got through it all. So you didn't buy into
1: it, but most well, people don't. I do. don't
3: even know, like why? Because I felt that way, but I just kept on going. I, you know, I I get up at four o'clock in the morning. I delivered papers. I was twelve, thirteen years old in the snow. <laughs> you know, if I we were poor, if I wanted something, I had to go get it. But the thing is, right now, you know, I pretty much got out of a, a, a stupid 10-year relationship that wasn't going anywhere, set the life out of me, and now I'm coming back to the happy person that I used to be. What's my love life? I want to meet somebody. Well, you know, I, um, want to see, do I got to point you
1: know, out, and this is, this is how we BS ourselves. So you just said to me that you didn't buy into any of that stuff in your childhood, and then you followed it up with, I was in an abusive relationship for 13 years that was stupid.
3: It was good and bad, you know. Well, but baby, you've got to look at the
1: fact that you bought into it some some way, somehow, at least partially. Otherwise, if you really loved yourself, you wouldn't have created a relationship like that.
3: Well, I value myself enough to walk away... Well, and, and it, I commend it. you and, for and that.
1: Not... I commend you for that. So, when I say you want another relationship right now, I get a big no. Aww. Well, <laughs> no, yippee. Now you know it, and now you can turn it around. Again, if you're, you're not clear time. about That's, what I'm, you I'm want, to sweetheart. Go kayak. You, right you have got again. to get absolutely clear about all the positive attributes that you want in somebody, and then you look at that list and go, okay, I'm calling him in, I deserve it, and I'm worth it.
3: But where do I find this person? Because I I go to work and I go home. I I wonder where am I ever going to find somebody. When
1: you get yourself into alignment, trust me. They will show up. Guys, this is science, that when you really get your energy in harmony with what you want, the whole world responds to that shift in energy. So don't look outside yourselves, guys. Only look within yourself. How happy am I? How peaceful am I? How uh, full of love am I for myself? Because otherwise, you're yelling out there to the world, Hey, I really want a relationship. I don't think much of myself, but I would like you to. Well, nobody's going to respond to that. That's why we've got to love ourselves first, honor and respect ourselves first. And when we really live that... Everybody in the universe responds differently to us.
0: Rebecca, thank you for the phone call. Um, We've got two minutes for Janine in Buffalo. Janine, welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging on there.
1: Hi, Dee. Hi, sweetheart. Real quick, what can I do for you?
2: I have a legal matter coming up in a couple days, and I was wondering how that it was going to turn out.
3: I get great. Great? Yep.
2: Oh, that's good. I am so happy. I've been dwelling yep. on it for oh, a couple that's days. That's the right question. Just, Everybody's
1: it, balanced. Everybody wants. that. yep. I get great. That's a, that's the a word they're giving me. Great. Oh, that's fantastic, D. Thank you. Great way to
0: end, Great way to end the phone calls. Janine, thank you for listening and calling from Buffalo. We appreciate that. So, Dee, I have to ask you because you know you've reached the pinnacle of an acting career. I mean, you've done so much great work. You've worked with so many great people. Yet here you are helping others. Um, There must be a great deal of satisfaction in that for you.
1: Oh, my gosh. I would do this work 24-7. Absolutely. Um, Because, you know, we're all one. We're all one energy. You help other energy. You help your own energy. Every time I do a reading, I learn something else about myself. We're all interconnected. and, And it's a high for me. I just don't ever get tired doing it.
0: Well, thanks for being here tonight. Your website is imdwallace.com. On the website, there are uh, links for uh, services that you offer, private consultations. What else is there that people can find?
1: Oh, gosh, there's so many webinars about every subject uh, you would hope to ask. There's a lot of stuff about the little child. Uh, If I were you guys, I would start with the little child and self-love um, offerings on my website. There's a lot of free stuff to listen to. There's a past life regression. You guys know Dolores Cannon. She found my work and took me on tour with her for one summer. Oh, wow. Big past life regression on me. It's free to listen to. Um, there's, there's just a lot of, if you want to empower yourself and become more peaceful, and joyful and create more of what you want in your life. There's there's Boku offerings on the website.
0: And you also do a weekly live call-in uh, internet radio show, right?
1: I do every Sunday morning over Blog Talk, um, 9 a.m. Pacific time. If you go to my website, it's on the homepage, how you can join us. It's free. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to have you call in, guys.
0: Thank you so much for being here tonight, Dee. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. It was great. Much love to all of you. Bye.
0: Okay. So again, the website is imdwallis.com. You can get a great deal of information there about Dee's work and how she might be able to help you. I you know, I'm I'm still kind of uh I don't know, trying to get over the fact that we just had D Wallace on the program doing readings for uh, for people. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and and really good advice. I yeah. mean yeah. I mean her message is, is obviously very, very um meaningful and uh you know, whether whether you, you know, get caught in the mire of a reading or not, when you just boil it down to the message, right. It's really important stuff. Well, you know it's not like it's a novelty thing I mean she's she's really invested and committed to this path and and really I think helping a lot of people well that's what I said you know I you know I mean, like you reached the pinnacle of success as an actress I mean you were in ET <laughs> right. a major role in ET is first of all a Steven Spielberg film secondly one of the you know highest grossing films of all time most successful films of all time right. uh, you know she's done so much work Ben and I think as you mentioned uh, when we were talking about it last week Ben in uh, you know the the who's who of television programs right. throughout the uh, 80s and 90s. I mean, She's done it all, yet now she's taken this the, this part of her life and dedicating it to helping people. I think that's really cool, and it's very noble. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, tomorrow night, we are going to be uh, featuring two guests on the program. Mike Apicello will be here in the first part of the show to talk about the connection between the material world and the metaphysical world with his music and his writing. And then the second guest of the night tomorrow will be Susan Plunkett, Susan is a writer and a psychologist. She's got a new book out called Mission from Venus. We'll talk about ETs, which is very appropriate since we had uh, D. Wallace on tonight. Uh, Wanderers, Twin Flames. I'm not entirely sure what those are. And The Fifth Dimension. And I'm not talking about the band that said, "Saying this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. It's a completely different Fifth Dimension. But that's all tomorrow night right here on Beyond Reality Radio. Thanks for being here, everybody. Remember, it's IamDWallace.com. We'll catch you tomorrow night.